The Dallas Stars picked up a much-needed win on Wednesday night at home against the Arizona Coyotes. And on today's episode, we'll talk about how they did it and talk about a great performance from Tyler Sagan and look ahead to tonight's matchup in Chicago. All of this and more coming up on a Thursday edition of Locked On Stars. Your Locked On Stars, your daily podcast on the Dallas Stars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Bing bong. Stars fans, welcome back to the Locked On Stars podcast, the only daily podcast covering the Dallas Stars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team Every day, I'm your host, Dane Lewis, your local expert on all things Dallas Stars hockey, coming to you on this Thursday, March 2nd. And whether this is your first time here or you are a recurring listener, thank you for stopping by and making Locked on Stars your first listen of the day. Be sure to hit that subscribe button if you're watching on YouTube or the follow button on your favorite podcasting platform of choice. The best way to help the show is to leave a like comment, or a five-star rating or review on Apple or Spotify. Thank you guys for tuning in. And how refreshing is it to be talking about yet again a, a Dallas Stars win? I know we saw one last Saturday in Vegas and then a little bit of a letdown on Monday against Vancouver, but the Stars hopefully this time back on track after a comeback win uh, against the Arizona Coyotes propelled by none other than Tyler Sagan. And I just got to say also, the Dallas Stars 1-0 since the return uh, of the neon open sign. I know the YouTube folks can see it on screen. Uh, I'm sure people on Twitter are kind of up to speed on the neon sign saga. It had fallen off the wall during the middle of a recording. It had made a disappearance, if you will, from uh, the setup. And then I realized, really, ever since that moment, things had gone downhill for the Dallas Stars. But now it is back on set. And it was back on set for the first time yesterday. The Stars won. It's staying. It's staying, ladies and gentlemen. And Tyler Sagan, hopefully he'll be staying in the same mode that he was in on Wednesday night for the remainder of the season. Because I think maybe we saw 91's best performance of the season on Wednesday night. Both of his goals, absolutely pivotal for this team. They, they were so, so timely. The first one, a one-timer on the power play. Haven't really seen a ton of one-timer Sagan goals this season. Uh, every now and then you'll get them, and every now and then you'll see a shot on goal from Sagan that's a one-timer. But I just feel like a lot of his goals this season have been a little bit closer to the net where he's having to work a little bit harder and get those greasier goals, those more blue-collar goals, and he's doing a little bit less of his scoring from farther out. But on the power play, you have a little bit more space to operate. And Sagan is typically going to be hanging out on the wing somewhere uh, during the man advantage, which is exactly where he was uh, in the second period. That was the game-tying goal, a sweet feed uh, from Wyatt Johnson to Evgeny Dodonov, who now has two points in his first two games in a Dallas Stars sweater. Really nice to see him continue to find ways to get involved with this team, despite being here less than a week. And of course, Sagan's second goal of the game was a shorthanded one late in the third period after Colin Miller drew a penalty that probably shouldn't have been called in the first place. Just kind of a bang, bang, two guys going to the to the slot. 
uh, and the Coyotes player falls over. Miller's stick was in the vicinity of the skates, and so the refs throw their hands up. Late in the third period, a little bit of a scary moment because as bad as the Coyotes are, uh, they have weapons on that power play like Clayton Keller, who did score on the main advantage for the Coyotes in the first period. But Tyler Sagan and the Stars flip the fortunes during that sequence, a huge moment for the team. Roddick Foxa and Sagan chasing the puck down the ice and scoring that goal to put the Stars up to and give them that much-needed insurance to help push them across the finish line. And in all reality, Tyler Sagan probably should have gotten the hat trick, uh, but he decided to be a good teammate and pass the puck to Mason Marchment and try to get him out of his, what, 30-game goalless streak? I think that's the right number. Uh, and, of course, Mason Marchment, just the most snake-bitten player on this team, maybe the most cursed player offensively on this team, not able to bury the opportunity. Hindsight is 2020, but 91 should have shot that shot uh, and maybe gotten the hat trick and looked to uh, help mush out maybe a little bit later on down the line. And on top of all that, Tyler Sagan does pick up an assist on Miro Haskinen's goal, which was the game-winning goal or really the one that put the Stars in front. So Tyler Sagan's fingerprints all over this game, three points, uh, the only player with a plus-minus above one. A lot of Stars hovering around the one area, at least on forwards. Sagan, the only forward uh, with a two plus-minus, which I know that's not the most important stat, but I think it goes to show how important he was in this game. Uh, 16 minutes, 51 seconds of on-ice time total, 3 minutes and 53 seconds on the power play, as well as 2 minutes and 15 seconds on the penalty kill. So Sagan continuing to be a key contributor to this team in all aspects of the game, 5-on-5 five five and on special teams. And if the Stars are going to truly get back into their rhythm, they need to see this Tyler Sagan more often. Uh, and I think, again, a huge part of it were some of the contributions he was getting from his teammates. And it's, you know, not situations that he's always going to find himself in on the game on the I guess the game ceiling goal, if you want to call it that uh, the shorthanded one. He's out there on the penalty kill with Roddick Foxa, who he has played with at, at times this season. Uh, but Foxa currently playing on a different line. They just happen to be on the ice together because they were killing penalties. And normally, if the stars are on the penalty kill, Roddick Foxa is going to be out there for the majority of the time. And that first goal Sagan scores, he's on the power play where a few of his line mates will find their ways out there every now and then. But Evgeny Dodonov and Wyatt Johnston, typically not out there on the ice when Sagan is. But regardless, if, if we can get performances like this from Sagan more often, I think this team is going to kind of find that new level. Whether the Stars go out and make another move for another forward or not, I, I, this game shows that Sagan can still produce it might not always be on the five on five, though, which is unfortunate, but that this game did have a lot of penalties between the two teams, 18 penalty minutes, four power play opportunities for the stars. So I, I'm, I think there's signs of encouragement, too, for the Stars' second power play unit because of the addition of Evgeny Dodonov, who I think through only two games with the team has not only made an impact in terms of scoring and, and setting up teammates, I think the star second power play unit has looked better with him kind of playing that bumper role uh, where Denis Gurionov had typically been slotted in. Uh, I know Roddick Foxa had been thrown in on that second power play unit at times when Gurionov was missing games due to a family matter. But I think the Donoff has found himself a nice little spot on that second power play unit. Uh, and it wasn't just the time that they scored. There were other chances on Wednesday night and on Monday night where I think that second power play unit looked a lot sharper than they typically do. I think Dodonov deserves a ton of credit for that. So hopefully 
that means we're getting more scoring chances and more goals on the power play from Tyler Sagan if the first power play unit isn't able to execute, which they weren't on Wednesday night, although they did get their fair share of looks as well. Joe Pavelski still looking for his first goal in over a month. He got close again and was still making big plays. So not 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 too worried about the power play as a whole because I think it's going to continue to get better, especially with the addition of a guy like Evgeny Dodonov and with players like Rope Hintz heating up. Rope Hintz now has goals in three consecutive games. Well, we're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, we'll continue to talk about this matchup and why it was so important, not just for the Stars to win this game, but the way they did it. Hugely important for them going forward. We'll talk about that a little bit more right after this. Today's episode of Locked on Stars is brought to you by our friends at FanDuel. The midway point of the NBA season is here, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scorers and three-point shots drained. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to fanduel.com slash locked on. That's fanduel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA and the Locked On Stars podcast. I want to thank you again for making Locked On Stars your first listen of the day. Continuing on with this discussion of last night's 4-2 win at home in regulation. The Dallas Stars taking down the Arizona Coyotes in comeback fashion four consecutive goals. Which I know it's the Arizona Coyotes and maybe it's not the most impressive win in terms of the quality of opponent. Uh, and they were you know, playing shorthanded. The, the Coyotes have shipped off a few players. They had even traded players the day of the game. Jacob Chikrin. Uh, now a member of the Ottawa Senators, and Shane Gostisbehere now uh, living his best life in Raleigh, North Carolina with the Hurricanes. And so uh, I don't think uh, at least Chikrin would have played in this game regardless because the Coyotes had been sitting him out for a while. But Gostisbehere definitely probably could have made an appearance in this game if he were still on the roster. And then even in the game, uh, the, the Coyotes had players leaving. Um, I believe it was uh, Schmaltz, Nick Schmaltz, who, who left the game after taking an unfortunate puck that that bounced up his stick and hit him in the head area he leaves the game very scary situation but still i mean again some dangerous players on this coyotes team not really a team you want to find yourself down two to zero to and, and this started to feel a little bit like monday night's game against the canucks especially early on the canucks jumped out to that early lead and then if the stars really ever did anything good the canucks typically had a counter to make things go back to a two goal deficit and this started to have that feeling. The Stars were down 2-0. They score a goal. And then the Coyotes, you know, they kind of generate some chances. And even after Tyler Sagan's equalizing goal, we saw the Coyotes kind of get back on offense and put the Stars in some scary situations. And this really had the feeling of another upcoming bad loss to a basement dweller team, a loss that the Stars truly could not afford at this point. I mean, especially at home, you have to secure these kinds of wins. But the Stars did something we haven't really seen them do in quite some time, and they found a way to come back 
uh, from a multi-goal deficit. Of course, you can call Saturday night's win in Vegas a comeback, but it was only a one-goal deficit. Still impressive, still a big win, but the Stars found themselves down 2-0 to zero in a game against a team that has nothing to lose and a team that had, despite not really getting a ton of shots on goal, was carrying the majority of the momentum uh, until we saw Rope Hintz score his 26th goal of the season on a sweet feed from Jason Robertson. As good as Tyler Sagan was, the player of the game, uh, it wasn't just him. As I touched on a little bit earlier, Joe Pavelski, the top line was excellent as well, and that includes Pavelski, Hintz, and Robertson. They got the scoring started, and they really got the building back into the game. It was pretty close to the first intermission, but that was still a very timely goal with about a minute and a half left in the first frame to get the stars on the board and to show that they could put the puck in the back of the net. I mean, because they were out shooting the Coyotes quite heavily to start this game, uh, and the Coyotes still held the advantage on the scoreboard, uh, and they the stars had missed out on a few power play opportunities up to that point. Huge, huge sequence of events for the stars. Uh, and just time and time again, we're seeing Rope Hints and Jason Robertson somewhere at, you know leaving their fingerprints for a star's comeback we know we know the heroics that they put on display saturday in vegas uh, and now we see them step up in this moment it was earlier on in the game but i still think that it was a huge and timely sequence from those two for hints to pick up his 26th goal and robertson his 39th assist on the season and we also saw miro haskinen get back into the scoring uh trend if you will his eighth of the year Pretty simple passing sequence. Again, Sagan, uh, a pretty sappy move to just reset the play, send the puck back up top to Colin Miller, who then finds Haskinen, and then Haskinen just lets that thing eat. And for a second, it looked like the puck went off of Mason Marchment, but it went off of the defenseman that was next to Marchment, actually bounced off his glove into the net. Regardless, still good positioning by Marchment to kind of screen uh, the goalie there, Connor Ingram, and allow Haskinen to slip that puck past him. But a huge comeback effort for the Stars. And I know, again, the, the opponent, not the flashiest opponent to say, oh, we came back and beat the Arizona Coyotes. At this point in the season, a win is a win. Uh, and in this tight of a division race, two points are two points, especially if you can do so in regulation on night one of a back-to-back. -back. But it wasn't just the offense. The defense also stepped up their game, especially during the second and third period, and made life a lot easier for Jake Ottinger, who really, the two goals that were scored on him, it's hard to blame uh, fully on him uh, for those pucks going in. That first one, a awkward rebound that the Stars really had no chance to possess, uh, and the Coyotes player Barrett Hayton comes in. Pretty easy shot point blank while Ottinger's still trying to recover from the initial block. And then Clayton Keller, just some excellent patience uh, to wait for a perfect goalie screen opportunity on the power play. Don't really think Jake ever saw that puck coming towards the net. I mean, it's, again, hard to blame him for those situations. And, I mean, also just on the penalty kill, it's hard to be an NHL goalie in that situation where you're having to account for five skaters while you only have four on your team in front of you. But it was nice to see the team step up in defense of Jake Ottinger throughout the entirety of the second and third period and play a lot tighter defense in the slot around the crease and cleaning those pucks out if there was a rebound, if there was a redirect, and making uh, where he didn't have to make too many flashy saves. Here and there, he would have to step up and flash the leather a little bit, but I don't think that there was ever too much pressure applied on him, especially in the latter stages of the game. And of course, a shorthanded goal always goes a long way in giving uh, some confidence to your netminder. And hopefully this is the start of a, a you know a new 
trend in the right direction with the new month, the month of February, maybe the worst month of the season, not even maybe, the worst month of the season for the Stars so far. I know on the broadcast they showed it's the only month this season that the Stars' goal differential was negative. And so hopefully with the new month of March, hope springs eternal and new beginnings spring eternal for this team. We see them score four goals yet again. They get a good effort from their goaltender after a few questionable uh, defensive sequences lead to goals against him. And again, the, the win in regulation is important because now the, the Stars are on a plane. They're probably in Chicago. Uh, by the time a lot of you are hearing this on Thursday, they're probably flying Wednesday night to the Windy City to get ready for this game. And so now you didn't have to worry about overtime or a shootout. You took care of the win in regulation. Uh, and now, you know, hopefully that pays dividends in this game against the Blackhawks, which they're a little bit shorthanded now as well. And it's a great opportunity to pick up two more big points. Well, we'll talk about this game against Chicago and take a look at the Stars goalie situation. Could we be seeing the debut of a new Stars goalie in Chicago? More on that right after this. Today's episode of Locked on Stars is brought to you by our friends at Indeed. No matter how the last game went, anytime you take the field, you've got a shot at greatness. Give your team the best shot at winning by recruiting more MVPs with Indeed. If you're hiring, you need Indeed because Indeed is the hiring partner where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. And Indeed is the only job site where you get guaranteed to find quality applicants that meet your must-have requirements or else you don't pay. Indeed partners with you on every step of the hiring process. Find great talent through time-saving tools like Indeed Instant Match, assessments, and virtual interviews. With Instant Match, as soon as you sponsor a post, you get a short list of quality candidates with resumes on Indeed that match your job description, and you can invite them to apply right away. Plus, you only pay for quality applications that meet your must-have requirements. Start hiring right now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash locked on. Offer valid through March 31st. Go to Indeed.com slash locked on to claim your $75 credit before March 31st. Indeed.com slash locked on. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, everybody. The Stars have downed the Coyotes for the third time this season. The, the shorthanded Coyotes, if you will, they trade away a lot of pieces. And before, before I talk about this Chicago game, uh, let's just talk briefly uh, about the Jacob Chikrin fiasco. And now he's off to Ottawa, which I did not see coming. I expected him to go to a little bit more of a contender. But the package for Jacob Chikrin is what really interests me because it feels a little bit underwhelming. Uh, and it's probably nice for the Arizona Coyotes as they're looking to build draft capital for the future. But this is the official package for Jacob Chikrin. The Senators received Chikrin in exchange for a first-round draft pick in 2023, a conditional second-round selection in 2024, and a second-round pick in 2026. The Stars had two of those. The Stars have picks in 2024 and 2026. They don't have that first-round pick right now in the 2023 draft, but I think that they still could have sent something or someone uh, to Arizona to satisfy, uh, you know, that front office and that organization in exchange for Jacob Chikrin. And maybe the asking price was too high. Maybe the stars didn't want to have to deal with that cap hit. I mean, it's not the end of the world. It's a player I would have really liked to see in victory green, but now he's off in Ottawa. 
And so we'll have to see if the Stars make any other moves either today or tomorrow uh, before the deadline on Friday afternoon. But the Stars have some more business to take care of tonight in Chicago. They have a quick turnaround for the second game of a back-to-back against a drastically different Blackhawks team than they saw last week. Patrick Kane is now the newest member of the New York Rangers. Sam Lafferty and Jake McCabe have made their way to Toronto as members of the Maple Leafs, but they still have Max Domi, who, if you ask me as a player, that the Stars should absolutely be looking to pick up. I've been talking about it for so long now, and I only have a couple more days to do it. But apparently there's some rumors out there that Max Domi doesn't really want to leave, which is interesting to me just because the the Blackhawks, while they certainly have some decent pieces in the organization still, and they're looking to get a good draft pick, you know, based on their performance or lack thereof this season. I don't, I don't really understand why a guy like Max Domi would want to stick around long-term with this organization because by the time this organization in Chicago is ready to compete and be at the top of the NHL world again, I feel like Domi is going to be out of his prime and not really you know, playing to the level that he probably would want to be or that the Blackhawks would want him to be playing at. Uh, just with where he's at in his career. He's 28 years old. Uh, he's actually going to, he actually, his birthday, March 2nd, I'm looking on NHL.com. Happy birthday, Max Domi, March 2nd, 1995. So I guess 29 years old uh, by the time you guys are hearing this, but he'll probably be in his mid to, you know, early ish 30s by the time the Blackhawks are contending again. All that to say, I don't really understand uh, why he wouldn't want to go to a contending team if presented the opportunity. And I think he would fit really well with the Dallas Stars. But I digress. We'll, we'll see if I'm the Stars. I find the best way I can to get Max Domi to hop on the plane with the team back to Dallas once the game is over. But besides the trade talk, beside the trade speculation and things of that nature, there's another interesting storyline to follow going into this matchup against the Blackhawks. And it's in the Stars' crease. Of course, we know that Jake Ottinger started against the Coyotes last night, but you really, in a perfect world, especially at this juncture in the season, don't want your number one goalie to have to start back-to-back games, especially with the travel from Dallas to Chicago. You would really love for Jake to get the night off. However, Scott Wedgwood missed last night's game or was not backing up because, according to Coach Pete DeBoer, there was a minor setback to whatever injury he sustained over the past few games. We know uh, he was out a few games ago. Matt Murray comes in and backs up. Matt Murray backed up on Wednesday night at home against the the Coyotes. But now I haven't haven't really seen a ton on Twitter after the game. I'm sure maybe there's a few updates uh, in the morning or afternoon leading up to this matchup. But I'm curious to see if we get the NHL debut of Matt Murray, who's been playing the, pretty much the entirety of this season in Cedar Park with the Texas Stars. He's come up a few times to back up Jake Ottinger or, or just be the backup in general uh, if Ottinger or Wedgwood has not been ready to go. But again, uh, Wedgwood's injury doesn't appear to be anything major, just a minor setback. I'm sure it's just cautionary from Pete DeBoer and the coaching staff. So maybe it was just a night off for Scott where he didn't even have to think about going in into the game in case Jake needed to exit for whatever reason. And maybe he's going to be good to go uh, tonight. We'll have to be keeping an eye on the Dallas star social media. It feels like every day we're getting the, you know, Freddie Olofsson, Freddie Carlson getting sent back down and back up, back up, back down to the NHL, AHL snip, snap, snip, snap, uh, shout out Michael Scott. But now Matt Murray ha- has been added to that list as well. 
uh, of getting moved up and down every now and then. So we're going to be keeping an eye on that. It'd be interesting to get uh, the NHL debut of a goaltender. Not really something we expected to see for the Stars this season with the rock-solid duo of Ottinger and Wedgwood in net. But Matt Murray, 25-year-old out of Alberta, could be exciting, could be a fun storyline to follow. And we're going to have to keep an eye out and see uh, who the Stars have in the net to help them pick up two big points. The Avalanche lose on Wednesday night. Uh, and so a little bit of an opportunity for the Stars to try and build a little bit more distance between the Avalanche, the Jets, and the Wild. But that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Stars. Thank you again for tuning in and making us your first listen of the day. Be sure to hit that subscribe button if you're watching on YouTube, the follow button on your favorite podcasting platform. Follow us on social media at Locked on Stars on Twitter and Instagram. You can also find my personal Twitter account at Dane double underscore Lewis. Uh, I imagine we'll have some sort of episode out talking about this game against Chicago tomorrow. And then if the Stars make any other trades or any other moves before or at the deadline i'm sure that we'll be putting out some content on that as well a little bit hard to, to plan around all of that on top of the fact that i will be traveling so if you are seeing additional content it will probably be from a hotel room somewhere but that's just how it goes man the show must go on so if there's a trade uh, we're going to try to get some some stuff out for you guys as soon as possible be sure to keep it dialed in here at locked on stars for all of your updates uh, that you could possibly need to be filled in on in terms of trades and things of that nature. But I hope you guys have a great Thursday. We'll see you back here tomorrow. <laughs>